That was Michel Legrand's um, entirely dramatic and powerful music for the opening and for the end credits of Jacques Demy's 1963 movie, Bay of Angels. And um, it uh, accompanies a uh, the heroine's um, massive change of heart and surprising but decisive uh, alteration of ends, purposes, hopes, and characters that occurs at the end of that quite remarkable movie. And it's typical of Demi to um, set the stage for what appears to be, but is not in fact, a sudden change uh, that uh, is for the better. I want to talk about that movie just for a second in light of uh, uh, human um, kind of inertia and uh, even paralysis in the face of death, <laughs> a light reading. But let us say just human inertia and paralysis in the face of life. But I want to talk about it particularly in the face of death, which no one really ever talks about, in fact, or very rarely. It's a it's a taboo subject in any kind of real sense because the, the sort of inner part of you is in great and total resistance to it. But I, it's, it's such an um, uh, important element of understanding how people can, in fact, change and transform who are otherwise in stuck in uh, patterns and positions of solitude and inner lovelessness that make for uh, unhappiness that becomes so weighty that you almost want to commit suicide. Well, in the movie, as you may remember, um, Jean Moreau plays a woman who's a gambling addict, and she's um, uh, dyed her hair platinum blonde, and she's uh, <clears throat> attracted the attentions of a man quite a bit younger than she, who is utterly and completely bedazzled by her. He himself is not an addict, and is really constantly trying to rescue her from these situations she's in. Of uh, of complete uh, in the in the casinos where she just all she can live for and die for and hope for is to gamble. It's just her entire life, and uh, he fails and he treats her badly at one point. And people who see it, you know, want to say, "Oh, he's abusive." Well, everybody, both people are abusive. She's abusive to him as well. And finally, he he can't win. He can't get her back, and he's completely at his. Uh, at the end of his rope, and, and she leaves him. And he, he's totally, he tracks her down in a casino in Nice or someplace like that, Cannes, and uh, finds her at the very end of the movie. And uh, she's at the table gambling, at the roulette table. And uh, he pleads with her to come with him. He pleads with her to, to, to leave this life. And he can m marry her and provide for her, and they will have a new life together. He pleads with her very sincerely and rather abjectly and even a little bit well, you could say poignantly or you can say pathetically, but to me it's poignant. And uh, she dismisses him in just one or two sharp words. She makes it very clear she does not have any desire to go with him. And he leaves finally completely feckless and disappointed and lost. And uh, he walks through the door and leaves the casino. And suddenly, kind of a, a quick look of alarm passes across her face in the midst of her casting her bet. And she rises up from the table. She's dressed, I think, in white at this point. Can't remember exactly. Runs to the door of the casino, the glass door. Passes by uh, the mise-en-scene of the movie is brilliant here because uh, she passes by about 25 mirrors. Uh, she runs in her high heel. Bum, 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 bum. Runs with all these mirrors. So you see her in the mirror image. Bum, 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 bum. And she gets to the, to, the, to the end of this mirrored entranceway and sees him in the distance. And she says, Jean! And fin, she says, Jean, 
the end. And it is one of the most wonderful endings in movie history. Now, people will be cynical and they'll say, oh, she'll, she, she knows what side of the, you know, what side her bread is buttered on, and uh, she's going after him and she'll just leave him, which is possible, but that's not what, that's not what Demi means you do. This happens in many Demi movies, this kind of uh, resolution where someone is utterly and completely, they find themselves in a, an impulsive moment. We are meant to believe that his love for her is more important, actually, even than the gambling, and she will go straight, as it were, with him because of the love will overcome it. That's what we're meant to to, to know. And the music, uh, this powerful arpeggio, so forth and so on. It's um, amazing. Well, it it brings you in mind of the possibility of change, doesn't it? The possibility of someone's life finally reaching a climactic point where they are, you might say, forced to look at themselves and find out really what they really want, who they really are. We see it in her, but there's another uh, movie very similar to this, but a very different situation from 1931 or two, I think, called Morocco, that Joseph von Sternberg directed with his great... um, star Marlena Dietrich and in Morocco which is a must see it's an older movie a little less modern you know before they had uh, uh, you know different kinds of sound equipment and so forth but uh, she plays Marlena Dietrich a young and extremely beautiful uh, young very sought-after woman in a a Moroccan town where the French Foreign Legion are temporarily sort of uh, um, camped before going off into the desert for their next expedition and uh, she, she 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 draws us uh, she's a drawn to a private private the French Foreign Legion named Tom Brown played by Gary Cooper but the man that is drawn to her is a very wealthy establishment sophisticated and lovely man played by Adolphe Monjou who asks her to go with him and uh, who really who, whose love for her would uh, set her up for life uh, with sincerity he really loves her he's not a lustful person but he definitely uh, absolutely is totally um smitten by the Marlena Dietrich character and the the other chap in the French Royal Legion likes her and he's very attractive but uh, it's um any there's something about him that's very really hopeful and interesting but nevertheless she decides to go with this Frenchman and they're they're at the at the at the gate this big beautiful Islamic gate of the Moroccan town and his Rolls Royce with the chauffeur there she's he's holding her hand and she sees the men leaving the foreign legionnaires leaving uh, marching in formation out of the town and as she watches she sees their camp followers there about eight women who are their camp followers the lovers of some of these soldiers who have been reduced to a really humbled state of life where they carry their goats around for milk and a little knapsack with a little bit of food and follow the army, follow the army and then camp nearby because they don't want to be away from their men. It's a very touching, but rather these are very humbled people. And uh, she sees them as the uh, Gary Cooper and the troops are marching out and she suddenly realizes what she must do. She lets go of the hand of the, of the sophisticated provider and runs away. Uh, leaves her high heels in the desert sand and joins the camp followers and follows uh, Tom Brown, played by Gary Cooper. And the long, long shot allows her to, with the camp followers, to go as they pace up this hill of sand following the legionnaires who've disappeared on the other side until they all disappear. And you see Marlena Dietrich's beautiful form disappearing uh, under the brow of the sand hill. It, it's the most amazing thing. Now, is that um, uh, some scriptwriter's idea of a funny thing? No, that's truth. 
because she finds out who she is. She finds out what she wants. She's forced by a kind of a vice, V-I-C grip. Uh, she's in a machine, you know, a vice where you uh, do work on your uh, woodwork. And she's, she's caught between two forces. One is this, uh, the desire to be um, provided for, and the other is her real love for this man, who's in fact a wonderful man, <clears throat> and there would be great hope once he got out of the Foreign Legion. And um, she's forced to make a decision, and she does, and I'm so often with people who are in inertia. I'm often with people who are inertia, someone I love and care for, uh, a, a woman I know. She's utterly caught in inertia, and there's no, there's no getting out of it. She's, she's caught in a pattern, which is, she's, it's almost too late. I mean, mid-50s, it gets to be too late. She's so habituated to an inertia and having given up and a kind of nothingness of daily routine, um, she's desperate to get out, but she can't. And I want to, I said, you know, see Morocco, because it, or see, uh, Bay of Angels, because it's not about an arbitrary suddenness. It's about a coming to yourself. You finally, this is what I want. I'm just caught up otherwise in just all this nonsense. I mean, all this fleshless grass, all this total nonsense that life is about. And, and then suddenly death comes. And you can be 54, you can be 44, you can be 84. But when it comes, it comes suddenly, and you don't have any choice. There's a scene in uh, a later Jacques Demy film that everybody hates, but I think it's very cool. It's called Parking, believe it or not. That's the name. It stars Jean Marais and some, at one point, fairly well-known um, uh, uh, pop singer in uh, France and a, a lovely... Uh, Asian woman who's the Eurydice character, and it's a modernization of the story of uh, Orpheus and Eurydice. And at the end, the Eurydice character, having lost uh, the uh, sorry Orpheus character, having lost Eurydice for, on the familiar grounds in the underworld, is shot while giving a concert, just as the uh, uh, Greek uh, Orpheus was had his head torn off by uh, Menads, um, and it. Um, uh, and, and his head was separated from his body. It was torn to pieces. Well, this fellow is shot by one of his fans while giving a rock concert. And what's so powerful about it is, unlike the panopticon, where PZ uh, uh, envisages someone looking down for a few minutes to sort of make a decision about God and life uh, as he's about to go forever, having died on the operating table, uh, this poor chap is shot and he, he looks back just for a second and you see his dead body there being screamed over by his manager and an assistant as he's dead. And the death comes right and, and takes him and says, it's your time. We have, we have to go. And boom, they go. They go through the crowd. There's no, uh, there's no fancy. There's no looking back. There's no lament. <laughs> that word is driving me crazy these days. There's nothing. They, they just go instantly, and suddenly he finds himself in this third floor, this third, uh, uh, this third level down subway station, uh, like a New York subway station at 59th Street, but the lower level, and it's dripping with. Um, Water and it's horrible and gross and disgusting and completely alienating. And he sees all these other people, many of them young, walking around completely self-involved and totally lost. All these people have just died who are completely lost. And uh, something happens, fortunately, at the end, which kind of is makes the ending bearable. But um, the power of the Demi's uh, death scene there of the rock star is that it's sudden and death gives him no time to reflect. It's instant. Now, just this week, a friend of ours died very suddenly in his sleep. And although, of course, there were um, pre-existing conditions, he died for reasons. But nevertheless, in actual, the moment itself was sudden. 
and in his sleep, no goodbyes. And this fellow was about the least altruistic person I could know. He never seemed to be able to say anything nice to anybody else at any point in all the years that I've I've known this poor chap. And um, but he was taken suddenly in his sleep. And I I hate to think I think of Scrooge's uh, that very insightful scene when Joseph Marley forces Scrooge, who's really as we now know this is his last night on earth. He just doesn't know it. And Joseph Marley with a, an errand of friendship comes to show Scrooge out the window of his third floor in this horrible but wealthy man's house and all these spirits of the recently dead and the not so recently dead are flying individuated without any sense of community or fellowship with their um, anvils and uh, terrible luggage and um, awful uh, weights that they have wrought in life and they're in the ether completely no communication they're all just like the characters in parking and the downstairs the low low level of the dripping with uh, sweat and uh, rubbish subway station in parking and there we are in Scrooge's uh, Christmas Carol and this could happen to you I mean this is why it's really important to uh, you know you can make a change Um, uh, you know if you have too low a bottom as they say in AA if you have too low a bottom it'll be hard but I really pray for you that you come into a situation of a that vice uh, you know on the workbench where you were trying to make something and you would put the vice would hold something and the vice is, is two contradictory forces which come at you from opposite ends and force you because you're held by them and uh, in all these situations I've described uh, that's what uh, that's what caused the aspiration for change in Morocco with Marlena Dietrich or in Bay of Angels with Jean Moreau or in life. You you want to find a way. You want to get out. You want to move ahead. I was, um, we saw Mary and I, the documentary about Halston. Did you see it? The famous designer of women's clothes in the 70s and 80s. I mean, there was no more successful and famous and superstar um, Kardashian type of celebrity as Halston was. Mary and I have a very personal connection with his world that that put us very close to it. It's the only time I ever met David Hockney. I met David Hockney uh, in connection with a, a, a connection that we had through our ministry with the world of Halston. But suddenly he received a fatal diagnosis. And what happened at the end, as soon as he heard that he was dying, really dying, and that end was not too far away, he shut down. I mean, he 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 was like Alexander the Great, and that's to say, he didn't even didn't even leave uh, instructions. Everything shut down. Wouldn't return phone calls. He went out to San Francisco, where his, I think members of his family were, and he completely and totally wrote off every single contact, friend, and person. I'm sure there were exceptions, but that's what it was was. Uh, that's what everybody understood that Halston had pulled down the shades. Halted zu, isn't that the word? Um, had pulled uh, pulled down everything and uh, was uh, entirely and totally, uh, uh, what's the word, um, negating every single thing that had meant the world to this remarkably gifted, ambitious man. I mean, isn't that extraordinary? Well, that that's really true. We're not talking about a narrative here. We're talking about a truth. And I wanted to really present that to you with the possibility that your life's change could be sudden. I'm not talking about a impulsive. Because in these uh, examples I gave, these are not impulsive. These are people like Andrew and John 
and Peter and Matthew, who when Jesus passed by said, come follow me, they understood the fruitlessness of their lives. Their, the daily, uh, really, nihilism, the uh, lack of significance, importance, and feeling that was attached to what they were living out. And uh, they instantly responded, just like Jean Moreau. Jean! or the uh, Morocco when she follows Tom Brown. Um, they followed what was really true and right. And that is the, and Scrooge does too. They said, you know, they basically said, I'm sorry for everything that uh, my life has become, which is basically just a um, smoke. And uh, I, I want to I go towards the light. And that's what is absolutely essential in human life. And then you go on what I'd like to call, in the words of the song I'm about to play, a magic carpet ride. I'm so glad you heard this. I hope it has an effect. Uh, do see these movies, and in the meantime, um, make the change, uh, because without it, um, uh, there's a really very great deal at stake. Merry Christmas, and I love you guys so much. Bye. Take it.